0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: We begin our number two of the Final Countdown. Dave Ross, Matt Humans here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Matt, you know, I've only been here about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And when I drove here from Chicago, you gave me some fast food recommendations on my way. And I stopped and I had my first Culver's in Utah and it was where did you have that ranked in your in your fast food it was top 10 it was fantastic it's the buttered bun butter burgers yeah butter burgers
5: that's the only time I've been. Okay, Dave. So, first of all, you can't. You drove out here from Chicago. Culver's is huge in the Midwest. That's where I found it, in Wisconsin. Never and no knew there was one. one. You no never, one. Knew it
4: existed never knew it existed
5: until you drove out to Utah.
4: I actually detoured to go to Utah to go to Culver's <laughs> on your recommendation. By the way, people certainly that follow and watch the network, and thanks for being a Visa Pro subscriber, look forward to your rankings each and every year. Mm-hmm. How do you go about changing your system every year? Because I've been here now for two years, and I know what a big deal it is. Is there really some some right now pecking order no. where you go, man, if you change the menu ever so slightly, you might get to the top spot. That's a fluid situation, Dave. <laughs> <clears throat> what happens is I go to these places
5: four times a day, whatever, you know, seven days a week. And the evaluation process Changes. continues. Yeah. They know That's, who
4: you are at this point, right? Taco Bells Taco Bell stock is down right now. Well, there you go. See, Taco uh-huh. Bell's probably getting at you right now, saying, "Matt, we want your service." So again, look forward to that as we get closer and closer to football season. <laughs> I I'm know sorry. as we get.
5: Anyway, ready. I'm, I don't know you're going to work on the fast food stuff until July. July, yeah, we're busy right now with college hoops. Yeah, you know, we've got but NFL.
4: Keep notes. NFL draft
5: around the corner. Got so many things to handicap. I, I don't even think about that stuff till it gets slow later in the. I summer. think about it all the time. We got golf. We got big golf events every week, Dave. We do, but really, the NFL draft's going to take. Center stage very soon.
4: It is. And that's going to be obviously coming up in April. And what we've seen here is we understand why Bryce Young is the shortest betting favorite to go number one overall in the draft. CJ Stroud would be second. Mm -hmm. We're looking at the quarterbacks in particular, and it's a discussion I've been having with them all for the last couple weeks as well. Will we get five in the first round? Looks like we got a lock four. the fourth guy in that board. Will Levis, by the way, is the third guy. And then the fourth guy has been the high riser. And that's been Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Now, on some boards, you could have gotten last week 50 to 1 that Richardson would be the first overall pick in the draft. You can't get 50 to 1 any longer. I don't know what's changing in this marketplace to have Anthony Richardson go from as long a shot as 50 Actually, to 7 to 1.
5: I think there was one book out there that had Anthony Richardson a 100 to 1. There it is. Bet MGM one, And uh, to be the first pick in the draft, now he's down to 7 to 1 at Bet MGM DraftKings. More realistic here, at thirty to one. I, I, I can't see this happening. I cannot see it happening. First of all, sometimes I think NFL scouts don't actually watch college football games.
4: Well, you too know
5: many they- of them. Too many of the NFL personnel guys don't actually watch the games. Now you look at Anthony Richardson. He's going to test well. He's an athlete. Yeah. Is he the next Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. First of all, Lamar Jackson won a Heisman at Louisville. And he's a better passer than Anthony Richardson, who completed 54% of his passes last year for Florida. He had a big game throwing against Tennessee. But if you go back and watch the tape, where he had over 400 yards passing Mm -hmm. against Tennessee, might have been over 500. Jeez. Uh, He was just throwing some balls up for grabs. And another thing is that Tennessee pass defense made Spencer Rattler look like Patrick Mahomes. Remember in South Carolina, put up 63 points on Tennessee late in the season. All right. Anthony Richardson completed 54% of his passes. He's raw. It's going to take a long time to work with him to develop him into even what, um, I'm going to say. Jalen Hurts? I'm going to go Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. Okay. In three years, Anthony Richardson might be able, might be able to be what Justin Fields is now. Do you want to draft a guy, number one, and then develop him for three years, hoping that he can become what Justin Fields is? And the Bears might not even uh, be fully satisfied with Fields and are looking to uh, trade him. Tell me what franchise in the NFL, aside from the Texans, Mm -hmm. can say, all right, we're going to spend three years developing this quarterback, and then hopefully by year four, he's pretty
4: good. I got one. There is no. What? Carolina. And the reason why I'm going to bring this up is, first of all, Richardson's 6'4", 231, right? Big guy. Bigger than Justin Fields a little bit, right? Now, he's not Cam Newton, 6'6", 6'5". Fields is a
5: much better passer.
4: Agreed. Okay. But if you're looking for a comp, if we're trying to find a comp out there for what Anthony Richardson could become, mm-hmm. I would look at Frank right now at, at Carolina and go, would that make sense for Carolina to move up? I, look, I'm with you. I would not draft him number one overall. But if we're really trying to, to stretch it, And think about how, why this number is getting shorted all the way down to seven to one. That's
5: because people were betting it. You got liability and you have to lower the odds and discourage people from continuing to bet it.
4: Right, because it's getting bet way down, right? (laughs) A lot of
5: liability now. When you open something 100 to one, that liability adds up fast.
4: (laughs) So we know that the Bears are not taking Anthony Richardson number one. Well, that would be suicidal for the Bears
5: GM and coach if that happened. It could yeah. never happen.
4: Right. So, like, you've got to go, if you're really making this wager, you've got to go, well, how does this actually cash? And the only way it does is the Bears trade out of the number one spot. Now, the good news for the Bears is because Lovey Smith would not tank the last game of the regular season for mm-hmm. Houston, right, which might be the, part of the reason why he got fired there. Who knows? But that gave the Bears and Ryan Poles, the second-year GM in Chicago, the number one pick with Matt Eberflus. So now, Eberflus. In Ryan Poles have to have a private conversation, not one that we're privy to, not one that the media is is privy to, and say, are we sold on Justin Fields? And if the answer is yes, they're not holding on to this pick. They're going to trade out of it to get the defensive player they want, whether that's Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Mm -hmm. whoever that might be, right? So now they're holding all the cards at one. So if a Carolina, if an Indianapolis, if a Seattle we don't know, In that top ten wants to move up to one to get the quarterback of their choosing. they got to deal with the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I think that's there's a very good likelihood that that happens, in my estimation. I can't see the Bears standing pat at one and taking a defensive player. When the no. quarterback capital right now, we're assuming four quarterbacks going to go in the top, what, nine picks? Yeah, that's, that's crazy.
5: It right? That's crazy. These quarterbacks are not that good.
4: They're not, but that's going to happen.
5: We're going to get four in the top nine. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that's going to happen. We'll see. Well, you
4: know Houston's taking a quarterback. Well, let's just go down the list here in the top ten. I think Houston's got to take Bryce Young. At two. Mm-hmm. But they might have to trade up to one to get him. you got
5: veteran quarterbacks out there, too. So here's what I think about the NFL is you draft these develop. I think it's one. It's a good thing to have a quarterback in a rookie contract. Yes. That's a very good thing for your, your team and your salary cap. But – you can't wait three years for a guy to develop because uh, coaches, GMs, that's why I said it could be career suicide for the Bears if they move on from Fields and they don't have a quarterback who's ready to win. Do You think Bears fans are going to be happy? you going to sit back for two years while the team continues to lose and you traded Justin Fields and you don't have a good backup plan? Unless you go out and get a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo and then you draft defense at the top with the deal you made with Fields, maybe that's a scenario that people could live with in Chicago. But – I see. I've not even done a mock draft yet, mm-hmm. and uh, I love doing. I love doing mock drafts, and I love betting the draft. I Have a ton of success <laughs> betting the draft here the last uh, four years or so. Mm-hmm. When uh, we we've, we've had a lot more betting options on this draft. No this one right now, I can't even start to do a mock draft yet because there's so much that could happen uh, in in the top ten. There could be so much movement here. Nobody knows. Nobody knows who's going number one right now. Number two. Number three. You're just it's guessing. You're you're taking shots in the dark. There's no point in even doing it yet. Let's see what sort of deals might be made. But I agree with you. I think the Bears have to move out of the one spot. Yeah, you have to because you're not going to draft a quarterback at one. uh, But that pick's too valuable. You can't take Will Anderson number one necessarily. Or or Jalen Carter. No. Trade down to a team that needs to get a quarterback get more draft capital, and if you have to, and if you're going to trade
4: Justin Fields, you go out and sign a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. No doubt. And again, what's amazing with these domino effects that Matt's alluding to is the favorite right now to be the first player taken is Bryce Young at minus $1. twenty. okay? So Jalen Carter's favorite first defensive player to be taken at minus $1. fifteen. You understand that the Bears look like they'd be in the market for Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, who's now plus money, plus an hour five to be the first defensive player taken. Mm-hmm. So what the Bears are in position to do, because Houston didn't lose that last game, Indianapolis, in the same division as Houston, both in the need of a quarterback at two and four, the dance partners for the Bears could be either one of those two teams, whichever one might covet, say, a Bryce Young more. Right. I can't imagine Houston now is in the position where they go, you know what, Bears, do whatever you want to do, We'll stay in Pat and take (laughs) either guy at two, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. They've got to have a lean as to a guy that they want, right? So I think the Bears are going to be negotiating with those two teams in the AFC South to say, what's your price tag? What do you want to get? Because I'm telling you, the other team's on the phone, and they're going to take Bryce Young if you don't trade up to one to get him.
5: You're you're such a savvy deal maker. You should be in the Bears front office. I love it. To kind of help them through this whole situation. I actually have more faith in the Bears' leadership now than I did a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Bears will probably do the right thing. I was talking about uh, Anthony Richardson, why I think it's absurd that he's mentioned as a a number one pick. If you go back to that Tennessee game where he threw for 453 yards, he was 24 for 44. But I said I watched that game. He was throwing a lot of balls up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later against Kentucky, or two two weeks previous against Kentucky, he was 14 for 35. For 143 yards. 14 for 35, 143 yards, and a 26-16 loss to Kentucky. That was in the swamp. Now, I don't know who's thinking this guy's going to be the number one pick in the draft. But in in that same game, Will Levis did not play that well either. I don't think Levis had a good season. (laughs) <laughs> this this quarterback class does not impress me. I think Bryce Young's got to be the favorite to be the number one pick because the Texans most likely need to be the team. They should have had the number one pick. That,
4: that's the part that's just well, mind-boggling.
5: I think Lovey Smith knew he was getting fired and Screwed he tried them. to stick it to the team. Let's go out there and win one, Let's boys. go out and win the last game against the Colts. Uh, they shouldn't have to deal up. They should have just lost that game. They would own the number one pick. But I think Bryce Young is the right favorite right now to be the
4: number one pick. Cal McNair, the uh, owner. Was visibly upset with Lovey winning. Then you should have fired Lovey before the game. We're back. I'm going to talk to Alex Brutha next. All things NBA. Here on the Final Countdown.
0: At Bet Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
6: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Die. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling With Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, everybody?
6: This is Stephen A. Smith.
1: When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.
0: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSEN experts have got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer just $9.99. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. So don't miss out on this limited-time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside one of those experts, Matt Humans. I am Dave Ross. A pleasure right now to welcome in Alex Barutha. He is the chief NBA editor at Rotowire. You can follow him on Twitter at AlexMBARuthah. Alex, great to have you on. We were talking a little bit, Matt and I, about the second half of the season. And now sometimes it's tough to handicap coming out of the all-star break here. Teams that might have been hot before the break. You wonder if they cool off. What is your kind of do's and don'ts of teams coming off the all-star break?
7: I think first and foremost, not necessarily due to the all-star break specifically, but we have to remember some of these trade deadline moves that happened. You know, a lot of these teams, they got new guys in. They sent guys out. And they had, you know, one, two, three games maybe to get integrated. But now these teams have had some practices coming out of the break; they're all fresh. And I think it's just really important to remember those moves and what teams are trending up and what teams are trending down as as a result of those.
4: Yeah, that's a, a, a very interesting point. One of those teams certainly, like the Mavs. You now, you now that you have Kyrie with Luka. I know everybody's focused on, on Phoenix in the second half here with Kevin Durant. He's not going to be able to go tomorrow night with that knee situation. What teams in the West do you think are really going to start pushing Denver? We know Denver right now is still the number one seed. These new-look teams that you're referring to, which one do you think is really going to take, take stride here in the second half?
7: You know, I mean, the Clippers adding Russell Westbrook, I think, is interesting. Uh, well, There could be mixed results there, <laughs> but it's basically a no-lose situation for them, right? Like, if it doesn't work out, they just drop him, and that's that. And they've looked good lately. And I also like what they did add, adding Eric Gordon for some scoring punch, Mason Plumlee for some backup center, and then, you know, eventually the Wolves are going to get Carl Anthony Towns back sometime mid to late March. And they've looked good lately, right? They're thirty-one and thirty. So I think they're a team that could start climbing up the standings a little bit.
5: Yeah, you know, since you brought up the Wolves, I'm going to ask you. I think it's one of the worst trades I've seen in recent memory. What? what uh, Minnesota gave up to get Rudy Gobert. What was your take on the trade at the time? I thought that was ridiculous.
7: They gave up way too much. I mean, I understand their move. You know, they want to be competitive. They have new ownership. I think that's a big part of it as well. They want to be competitive. They want to be a 45, 46, 47 win team every single season. But you can't hammer your entire future just for that, especially when, like, the guy that you're getting, Gobert, is not a superstar. At you know, at best, he's an all-star player, but sometimes he gets exposed in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody loved the fit between Towns and Gobert, mm-hmm. right? So it's a very bizarre trade and and bad for a lot of reasons.
5: Yeah, that's why I thought too. It's almost like Chris Farley, Tommy Boy was put in charge of the team, and he said, "I'm going to trade five first-round draft picks for a guy <laughs> who's not a great fit." For that. I just it was mind-boggling to me that Minnesota made this deal. And here we go. There were some people within NBA circles, media circles, saying, "Oh, this is a smart move for the T-Wolves." They're thirty-one and thirty. This is what they're going to be. You got to give away your future Didn't see uh, it. to be a five hundred team. Anyway, Alex, I want to ask you about the uh, Celtics and Pacers tonight because we were talking about this game earlier. I wonder about the focus for the Celtics coming out of the All Star break. Jason Tatum drops fifty in the All Star game. You're on the road to open the second half. You got a little bit of a cushion to work with. You got the best record in the association. The Pacers, I think, should be live dogs in this uh, game tonight. Pacers is eight point home dogs. What do you think?
7: I 100% agree. That's that's one of the lines that jumped out to me right away. Was Pacers plus eight on the whole season? They're 13 and eight against the Spurs as a home underdog. But I think something really interesting. They're 17 and 11 straight up at home when Tyrese Halliburton plays. Mm. So you're getting that plus eight against the Celtics team. Now the Celtics, the Celtics are fully healthy coming out of the break, right? They had missed some guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, slipped a little bit. But I think, yeah, plus eight, I think that's that's far too uh, good to pass up.
4: All right, so looking towards Indiana there, catching the eight at home. You know, I look at the, uh, at the Cavaliers tonight laying a small number against the Nuggets that we talked about a little bit here uh, after this trade deadline. I, I just want to know, first of all, do you like Cleveland tonight? And who is Donovan Mitchell? Is he – a superstar or just an all-star, like put on a show at the all-star break, right? We understand that, but is he really a guy that Cleveland can count on to carry them deep into the postseason here?
7: I think he's a, he's a star. I would not anoint him a superstar, but someone who's proven it before in the playoffs in terms of his scoring ability in past years. Now, last year, I think he was a little mentally checked out, Um, but they just have a great team as a whole, right? Garland, Mobley, Allen, Um, they're a really strong team. As far as tonight goes, um, minus two and a half at home versus the Nuggets. I really like taking them here. They have only three losses this season at home when Donovan Mitchell plays. I think that speaks to how good he has been playing. And for the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon still out. Uh, he's their third or fourth best player, depending on how you want to look at, look at it. And Jamal Murray is questionable. So even if he plays, I don't think he'll be a hundred percent. So I really like the Cavs to keep it rolling here at home.
4: All right, so two and a half. I'm going to lay the small number there. Another team in the East, because, again, we understand why Boston is the favorite. It's Philadelphia, and they're going to start off their second half here laying three and a half against the Grizzlies tonight. Um, What do you make of them big picture? Because I I feel like the hang-up is kind of that Doc Rivers question, right? Like, we all trust Joel Embiid. Uh, I don't know what what we make of James Harden here in that two-roll, but what do you make of them big picture here, and do you trust Doc in the postseason?
7: Uh, I'm pretty mixed on Doc in the postseason. <laughs> he's had some he's definitely had some failures. Uh, I don't necessarily trust him to take care of uh, matchups. Um, yeah, I think we're all we're all right to um criticize and wonder about Harden, right? He's had so many postseason failures and flops came up empty in big games. But like you mentioned, he's the number two now. and I really like him in that number two role. I don't think he's a one guy anymore, but that's why you haven't beat who's playing at a hall of fame MVP level. What do you want to say? Whatever you want to say, he's in that mix. Mm-hmm. And I think their supporting cast is is really strong. Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench is great. He's a great six man Tobias Harris. Yes, he's overpaid, but he's a good fourth option. And they made some nice moves to the deadline. They got Jagan McDaniels, who's kind of a sneaky ad for them. And I just like their rotation. I like their, their kind of hierarchy one, two, three. So I think they could make some noise in the East.
5: All right, how about in the West? There's one game separating the teams from the 7th to the 10th spot. Right now, the Thunder in that 10th spot. Uh, Before the break, I was up in uh, San Francisco. I checked out the new Chase Center, which is really impressive. Uh, Clay Thompson hit 12 threes that night, and the Warriors bombed the Thunder 141 to 114. Uh, The Thunder did not look good that night, but then they went to L.A. and beat the Lakers. They're 28 and 29. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, creating a lot of hype here. What do you think in terms of the uh, Thunder in this spot right out of the break?
7: I really like the Thunder, the Thunder's odds to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on what book you're looking at, I know some of the odds are pretty long, but this is a team where since January, they are playing, they have the third best point differential in the NBA. They're playing at a 59-win pace since January, and they've been competitive all season. It's not like they, they weren't good before. This team just keeps building steam. I don't think they're at risk of tanking. I know people, I think, are worried about the Thunder because of that sort of stink of like they're this tanking team. The past two seasons, they were bad to start the year and they bombed out of it. I think right now, you mentioned Shea Gilges Alexander, how good he is. I think they want him to get that playoff experience. So I think they're going to gun for it mm-hmm. and they want to see what he can do as a number one option.
5: At Circus Sportsbook in uh, downtown Las Vegas right now, will teams make the playoffs? Uh, the props are up. Thunder. Six to one odds. Ooh. Uh, yeah, plus 600. The nose minus 825. How about the Lakers uh, to make the playoffs? Plus 170. You got to lay $2 if you don't think the Lakers are going to be a playoff team. Uh, how about the Lakers out of the break as six-point uh, tonight against a Warriors team that's still without Stephen Curry? What's your uh, take on that game?
7: I think, I think that line is fair. I don't have, like, a, a really you know, strong lean either way, but I will say I did like what the Lakers did at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think them replacing Russell Westbrook with D'Angelo Russell is a huge upgrade as much flack as Russell gets. Um, his chemistry with Anthony Davis is going to be really interesting. My overarching concern with the Lakers is this foot injury for LeBron. Like they they just can't go anywhere. If this foot injury is an issue, it continues to be one. So that would give me pause when it comes to betting on them, like to make the playoffs, or make any noise when they're in the playoffs. Yeah. On a night-to-night basis, if LeBron's good to go, yeah, I, I don't mind the minus six here.
5: Yeah, can you count on LeBron AD to stay healthy down Street the stretch? Street Davis. I, I was going to say, right. Alex, you know, the Lakers are plus 170 to make the playoffs. Looks appealing. I, I tend to lean no on that, even though I do like the moves they made at the break, because I wonder if they can stay healthy, and they got a tough schedule here.
7: they got a tough schedule, and there are teams around them that have easier schedules. Yeah. I mean, the Thunder have the fifth easiest schedule left. And they've been playing better than the Lakers all season. Right. So there's teams, there's teams around them that that can definitely leapfrog them.
4: All right. You guys have sold me on on OKC at six to one to to make the postseason. I got to okay. look at that that option for sure. Hey, Alex, really appreciate the time in the conversation. Again, give him a follow on Twitter at Alex MBA. senior editor at RotoWire. Appreciate the time.
7: Great. Thanks, guys.
4: All right. There he is, everybody. Alex Berutha. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Because again, I think we assume the Lakers going to make it. I but- don't assume it. <laughs> Who assumes it? Who well, assumes the it, The league,
5: day? right? Huh? The league wants them. The league wants the Lakers in they the playoffs. They want the Lakers. They don't want in. The props are up at the uh, at circuit if you want to check them out to make the playoffs props. I think there's, it's pretty interesting.
4: You've got uh, about 15 teams on the prop. I'll be looking at that 6-1. to one. Come on back. Let's talk Major League Baseball next here on the Final Countdown.
0: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: VSEN is excited to announce the launch of three new live shows to cover the dynamic sports betting markets, like nobody else quite can. With some fresh concepts and pairings, we're going to head into a new season of sports. VEASAN is going to continue to deliver on all the news, analysis, and insights you've come to expect from your favorite team of sports betting experts. So check out the new lineup. It starts on Monday, and look at that one in yellow. Sharp Money, 3-6, to six, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds. No, that's not right. No? No, Davey. Oh, that's Amal Shaw Show. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yours is VEASAN primetime, 6-9 to nine mm-hmm. with Wes. Amal is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher. See, I don't that's, even have the lineup correct.
5: That's not right either. It's so, not. So, uh, Wes Reynolds and I will be hosting v tonight. That's 9 See, to
4: 12. See, they don't 12. have the names on the graphic. So, I've got to learn the new show lineup. That's
5: right. That's 9 to 12 Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific. And that's going to be Monday through Friday.
4: You're a night owl anyway, right?
5: Dave, I'd be okay <laughs> doing a show at 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I could do follow. The, I could host Follow the Money. You'd be fine. It wouldn't bother you at all. You know. We, I would not one of the last show uh, which I've hosted for about three or four weeks in the history of this network is Gil Alexander's show, A Numbers Game, when he was on vacation. First, uh, that's the toughest first on years you've... of the network. I had to <laughs> host that show. That's that's a rough one for me to do because it's seven in the morning. It's The body clock, Pacific time. Yeah, I try to sleep between like six or seven and ten in the morning. That's my four hours of darkness. That's your Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, three hours. If I'm lucky, three, four hours of sleep. It doesn't happen every day. But that's (laughs) the show I would least like to host on the (laughs) network because of the time slot. Anything else is okay. uh, And by the way. But, yeah, I'm a night owl. I prefer to host the night shows.
4: But We've been kidding a little bit about this Aaron Rodgers story. But it Mm -hmm. is breaking news in that in the time that we've been doing Final Countdown today, he has left said darkness retreat after allegedly – Just two days, not all four. Now, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if that's a good sign, bad sign. You know, we were joking about, like, the smoke for the Pope at the Vatican, and once the smoke comes up, then we get a new Pope. I don't know what this means. Do we have a new quarterback in Green Bay? I have no idea how to connect dots on this story that is Aaron Rodgers ending the darkness retreat in just two days instead of four.
5: Well, there's going to be a lot more to talk about with Aaron Rodgers. I I think we've talked about it enough today. By the way, some let's other see, news. Let's move on. Actually, I didn't want to mention this. Uh, Stephanie, our producer, put this on the uh-huh. uh, rundown today. And uh, San Francisco 49ers could kick the tires on trying to convince Tom Brady to end his latest uh, retirement. Mike Florio, pro football talk, reported that. See, this, Tom Brady's retirement announcement a couple weeks ago made no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, we know there was a lot going on behind the scenes a year ago when mm-hmm. he retired. Yes, you know oh, so, a yes. lot of stuff in in the works with the dolphins and didn't work out and then he he comes out of retirement, comes back to Tampa Bay. his wife leaves him she's unhappy, mm-hmm. you know the whole thing uh that's there's gonna be a thirty for thirty on that someday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well at this time. It looked like Brady was going to have his pick. And I know sources very close to Josh McDaniels, who said McDaniels was convinced that Brady was coming to Las Vegas. Yes. And he was going to be the Raiders quarterback. Well, he played poorly in the playoff loss to your Cowboys. That pick he threw in the back of the end zone on the lob. He hadn't thrown a pick in the red zone pick
4: in since 2020. I've never
5: mean. seen a Brady make a worse throw in his entire career than that. Mm-hmm. Right? That turned around that game in the favor of your Cowboys, and they won their first road playoff game in, what, 30 years? Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Uh, so maybe he played so poorly in that game, he said, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. He threw the ball 66 times. He threw the ball a lot this year. And I, I thought he still had life in his arm, yeah. and he still looked okay. doesn't have mobility, but I thought, why would Tom Brady retire? He's going to go to the Raiders if he wants. But, hey, look what's opening up. Right? Trey Lance is coming off a season-ending injury. Jimmy G's out in San Francisco, and Brock Purdy suffers an injury in the playoffs, and it looks like he might not even be ready for camp. Might not be ready for August. Why would Tom Brady not want to go home, his hometown team, his favorite team growing up, and quarterback a team capable of winning the Super Bowl? Well,
4: the, at Points Bet right now, you can get 60 to 1 if you think Tom Terrific is coming out of retirement and takes snap number one. I don't why did he retire, Dave? I don't know. Why did he retire? It, it makes no sense. When he when he did it, I'm right there with you, Matt. I went, why is he doing like what what was the point of doing this? Day one, season's over, I'm out. Deuces. It didn't make any sense logically. If, if really this is these reports that we're seeing and we have to take them at, at their word. These are verified accounts and people that have been in the business for a while. If this is truly a conversation that Kyle Shanahan is having. And Why didn't Lynch, they have
5: this conversation with him before he announces retirement? Doesn't make any hey, sense. Hey, Tom, you know, you, there's ways to talk to guys back channels
4: where you say, hey, Tom would love to have you in San Francisco. The only change that could have happened is the news on Brock Purdy, because remember he was supposed to have this surgery. Yeah, but he's still Brock Purdy.
5: What? He's coming off. That's that's an injury that you don't know. It's a UCL. Right. You don't know what he's going to look like in August. If he's, you know, if he's going to be fully ready. He for,
4: still hasn't had the surgery yet, not? Matt. He
5: would still. You know, I, I don't care about all that. He can't I even just, have it till March. With his with his injury at the time, you knew there was a chance he wouldn't even be ready for camp in August. So you would say. Let's bring in Brady for a year. you got at least a year. Who knows you might have two, but what does it say? For now, we sign you uh, for this year, and you can mentor Brock Purdy. He can get healthy. It makes a lot of sense. If you're Brady, the reason you would keep playing, Dave, is to win another Super Bowl with your favorite team growing up, the San Francisco. You're going to go home. Hometown. Yeah. It made all the sense. And when I saw the retirement announcement that morning, I was like, what? Why? Why would you do this?
4: It doesn't make any sense to me either. Brock Purdy plus $1. eighty-five to take snap number one feels like fool's gold to me. I'm no doctor. We don't play him here on the network. But if you can't even have the surgery yet, which was supposed to happen this week, right. and that's been backed up now till March. That's for the swelling. Doctors do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The swelling apparently has to go all the way down so you can have the surgery. And then you can start throwing – in three months. So, March, April, May. We're going to June at the earliest that Brock Purdy could even begin throwing. And that's half of the recovery time, which is six months from the date of the surgery. There's no way I'm playing Brock Purdy at plus $1.85. take snap number one just with the timeline. Well, this points bet put up these numbers.
5: And it's to me, it's a tough odds board to bet here because you don't want to lay $3 no. on Trey Lance. If, if it's around a pick and price, yeah, I'd take a serious look at Trey Lance because Kyle Shanahan handed the keys to the Corvette to this kid before mm-hmm. last season. Said this, you know, we traded up, we drafted you where we did for a reason. Well, then he suffers a season engine ending injury. He goes down. So you would think that Trey Lance would get the first shot considering Brock Purdy's injured Yep. to win the job and start week one. And then if you, know, you get a week, month into the season, Trey Lance is not getting it done. You go back to Brock Purdy, who knows, but I'm not laying $3 on Trey Lance. If I think if you bet this, you would have to take the plus price with Brock Purdy. You you don't want to lay anything here. When, no. you, when you're going to bet these type of props, you want to take either a long shot price or a, a small plus price. I'm not laying $3 on
4: anything, especially a guy like Lance coming off a season-ending injury. Right, so we assume Trey should be just fine because, remember, he had that injury in week two against Seattle of last year. Sure. And then Jimmy G came in and played pretty well until Jimmy G got hurt. And Kyle Shanahan is already on record saying Jimmy G will not be back with us. By the way, he said that last year, and then he was back. Well, he's, the not gonna,
5: he's not going to be back this time. It's this not,
4: time, it's for real. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we're kind of banking on with Brady: is this time for real? It's your second time. Brett Favre went through this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm retired. I'm not retired. I don't really. By the way, it doesn't bother me as uh, as somebody who loves to bet the NFL and watches the league closely for 40 years. You take all the time you want. I really don't care. Like Brett Favre, people are all bent out of shape about it. I'm like, dude, if he wants to unretire three times, who am I? I don't care. If Brady wants to unretire again, what are we going to do? Scarlet Letter? Put it on Tom Brady because he said something and went against his word? Is that really that big a deal? Uh, boxers can re- unretire several times. A thousand times. times. Right? Uh, I, th- I think the
5: problem is there's so much drama. I, I, I hate drama, okay? <laughs> hate it in terms of, you know, if, if you're going to date. A girl, you don't want somebody who's a drama queen. Oh, and a yeah. A girl might not want to date a guy like Dave who's a, a drama king. Diva. Right? A diva.
4: I'm like a wide receiver of, of broadcasters.
5: <laughs> you want consistency <laughs> in somebody's behavior. You want to know that when they say something, there's they, mean it. they mean it, there's credibility behind it. How can you retire three times or twice. retire twice and then keep coming back? The thing with Brady that didn't make sense to me was he had to know that that San Francisco Quarterback job was a possibility. I mean, I was talking about it for two weeks. Tom Brady knew it was a possibility, right? Other people yeah. were talking about it. Why did he retire? Why would Shanahan, John Lance, why would they wait this long to say, let's, oh, let's kick the tires on Tom Brady? Why didn't you do this a long time ago? Um,
4: Have you ever broken up with a girl and then gone back out with her again? Who hasn't, Dave? I've done it three times, <clears throat> one girl three times. And the third time, I went, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, we've tried this twice,
5: right. and it didn't work the Definition first two Definition of times. insanity.
4: Yes, you do the same thing over and over. By the way,
5: for the uh, viewers, listeners out there, Dave has got your girlfriend's coming to town from Colorado this week, right? I go wouldn't to, call her
4: my girlfriend. We're very good friends. We have a good time. Last
5: night when I was talking to you, you called her baby like three times, babe or baby. So babe. You're pretty close. Okay. I, babe
4: might have slipped out every once in a while. You going up to Mount Charleston, uh, the retreat up you're there? You put all the, it's my darkness retreat. Beth and I are going to to Mount Charleston. Never been. Before. You're going to spend the weekend up in the snow in the mountains. Romantic weekend. All my business is out in the streets. That is what I'm doing. And by the way, it's supposed to snow up there. Not ready for that. When we come back, no snow when we're talking baseball. Next here on the Final Countdown on VEASAN.
6: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling With Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
0: you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
4: This is VSAN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and
0: Matt Brown on VSAN, the Sports betting Network.
4: As basketball and hockey seasons continue, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey, same-game parlay, bet and get, weekly pro basketball bet and gets, and more. So check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole. New ball game. Wrapping up this edition of the final countdown with Matt Humans. I am Dave Ross. Been a lot of fun so far, Matt. I do want to pick your brain a little bit on Major League Baseball. Look, you know this. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Met fans that work at the network, right?
2: We nice. do.
4: Yeah, me and Jeff Parles talk Mets baseball all the time. Well, I'm glad I missed those shows. <laughs> so we so Jeff and I were talking. This is what happens when I you're a Met
5: fan. I didn't know you guys talked Mets baseball all the time.
4: We do well, off off air. So, like, last year, the Mets win total was about 88 and a half. And I said, I, I can't bet it because I don't know what Jacob DeGrom's going to be. And, of course, mm-hmm. that they skyrocket well over the win total last year on their way to a great regular season, not so much in the postseason. Now, this year, you look at some of the offseason moves. Now, mm-hmm. DeGrom's gone. He's in Texas. You go out and you get Justin Bert Lander to come in, the future Hall of Famer, to go with Max Scherzer. And I go, okay, was this an addition or do we really take a step back, we being the Metropolitans, right? Because DeGrom, when healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. It's yeah, not close. Yeah, when,
5: but when healthy – and I, I don't think he pitched all that well. Even last year when he came back, he got rocked in a, in a couple of those spots. But, you, you, again, you want somebody out there you can count on. If I'm an employer, I want somebody who I know is going to show up to work every day. When they're supposed to be there. Right.
4: And that's what – That's somebody
5: we're... who calls in sick, who's always injured – uh, things like that. And DeGrom, yeah, when it, when he shows up, he can be spectacular. He'd be
4: one of the best pitchers in baseball. But if you miss half your starts... What's the worth? Yeah. Well, and, that's, and that's the problem. So now you look at the Mets right now, and again, this is via DraftKings. If you want to play the Mets to finish in first place, get plus money. That sounds pretty good, right? Plus thirty. Mm-hmm. But look at the Braves and think about what the Phillies did. I know Bryce is injured. He's not going to be on the club uh, for a long time here as he recovers. But the Phillies just we're right there in the World Series against the Astros, and they're plus 370. The Braves, we believe, we know who the Braves are now, and now they're a perennial threat from winning it two years ago, getting back to the postseason last year, plus an hour 40. There's not a big level of demarcation between the top three in the East. So while I like what the Mets have done to go kind of post-Jacob DeGrom era, is it enough that I like the short money at plus an hour 30?
5: Um, By the way, have you ever done a – in-depth investigation into Steve Cohen's business deals. No. His, uh, no, what, like where he's getting all this money?
4: I don't want to know, Matt. You, you are. We, ignorance is bliss. That's, that's, that's Do good. not tell me where it's coming from. <laughs> it's just good. tell me that it's good money and it's not made-off money. That's a good answer, Dave. And then
5: as, as fans, you don't, care. We you don't just, care. You just want this guy to spend as much that's, money as possible, buy a World care. Series, <laughs> yes. buy a winner. Uh, and the Padres are trying to do that in the National League West. Correct. But look at the National League East right now. You get the Braves who just won a World Series a couple of years, two years ago. The Phillies who just lost it last year. Mm -hmm. And the Nationals who won it, what, in 2019? You got three teams in this division who've just been to the World Series. And the Mets, you would think, are going to be the fourth. They're in line. Everything on paper looks good. And you got an owner who's willing to spend. Cohen's willing to spend like the Yankees used to spend.
4: Yes. Right? Well, that's the big, you know, we got Will Hill on the network, and Will, I call him the king of New York. He's always. Hey, Will Hill and I
5: talk a little, I'm a Yankees fan, too. We talk a
4: lot of Yankees baseball. You might have missed it on I some missed of the that. recent
5: shows. We've Go got ahead. a lot of Yankees fans here at the network. Well, his
4: his big point of consternation, and probably yours is too, Matt, is that they're not spending. Uh, dude, the, the Cashman's not start, spending the money, don't even right? Start.
5: Cashman is the biggest clown. He, he is a phony. Uh, he is. He, he is. Well, the most overrated GM in all of sports is Brian Cashman. He's had every resource possible to work with and done nothing with it? Hasn't been to a World Series since 2009. How does the guy Whoa. continue to hang on? Aaron Boone, get him out. Oh, Booney. Hal Steinbrenner will not spend, will not do what's necessary. They got this little, you know, their little inner, inner circle. They convince each other that hey, we're doing things right. We're doing it the right way, and they're not. Well, the, Yan- who's the Yankees. It? Are not doing it the right way. Well, then who's to blame? Because you said Hal Steinberg. Well, the guy in charge. The guy at the top's always to blame. If things go wrong, you go straight to the top, and
4: you're going to find the problem. Because George,
5: <clears throat>
4: boy, I, I'm sure, I don't know, like, I'm sure he's looking down on Hal going, dude, oh, spend the money. Oh. That's what
5: I did. George, he's rolling over. He's, he's sick. He can't, he can't stand the way Hal's running the team.
4: The Yankees are, and Aaron the sh- Boone
5: would have been gone a long oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. there's no Chaspen way. Under-
4: would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah, there's no way under the old regime these uh, changes would not have been made. The Yankees are the betting favorite still to win the AL East at plus plus five. The Blue Jays are the team I think we look at every year and go, well, they just mashed their way to wins. Can they mash their way to a title? They're about what plus two twenty. Right. The Rays are the team nobody respects, and oh, yet- you, oh, well, everybody respects the Rays. Well, but on. you don't take them that seriously, right? Like betting market, you can almost get four to one to win the East. Right. And then the Sox, what's happening to the Sox? Talking about franchises that are on the downward spiral. Night, sorry, Stephanie, our producer. 19 to 1 for the Sox. And you, then the O's feel like a team that's starting to make some headway. 22 to 1. Sure. They're nipping at the heels of the Sox. Watch out, out for the, the Orioles.
5: Got a lot of good young talent. Could be on the rise. But see, this is, this is a very tough division to climb the ladder in. Yeah. And Dave, if you don't respect the Rays, you've been living in a cave in Oregon with Aaron Rodgers during <laughs> baseball season. <laughs> Just for two days. Huh? Just two days, though. I, you know, I'm not convinced the Yankees should be the favorites, uh, but I don't see a lot of betting value in this right now. If, if anything, I'd probably lean to the Yankees under the win total. Mm. Uh, I'd also lean under the Dodgers win total. I've really? seen 96, 96.5. 96 I've seen 95.5 out there. I believe that the Dodgers are really going to miss Trey Turner. Philadelphia's going to love him. So. You can could, you could argue who's the MVP of the Dodgers offense last year. I think it was Trey Turner and Mookie Betts a close second. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner did such a good guy, had 200 hits at the table. Incredible player. I watch Dodgers games every night, and this guy is phenomenal. Yeah. So I can see why the Phillies give him that much money. So he's off to the AL East, and I thought that was a really good move. But that's going to hurt the Dodgers. And I also think the Dodgers have a pitching staff. Don't forget Walker Buehler. Is off a season ending injury. Mm -hmm. Clayton Kershaw seems to be so physically fragile at this point, you don't know what you're gonna get. I think the Dodgers are the most likely team. You know, you talk about the Yankees, the Mets, all the teams are favorites to win their divisions. Yeah. I think the Dodgers are the the most likely favorite to underachieve this baseball season.
4: And that's interesting because out of all six divisions in baseball. All the, the reigning defending champions of said divisions are the, the shortest favorites to repeat. Mm-hmm. We know every year there's going to be a team that upsets that apple cart, right? So in the West, in the NL West, can't the Padres? Well, there you go. They got to make a move. The Padres are plus a dollar thirty-five. The and the Giants are ten to one. It really. Uh, Fifty-five to one, no for 180, 180 no one for the D-backs, for the for the Rocks. It's Padres or Dodgers? So you would play the plus money at the Padres at plus a dollar thirty yes. thirty-five before laying the dollar twenty-five mm-hmm. with
5: LA. Padres plus money to win the division. Yep. Dodgers under the win total if you can find
4: ninety-six and a half. Let me ask you a question that might be hard to answer because we're not inside that locker room. Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back off that suspension. Anybody care? I think the uh, the guys in the locker room are going to welcome him back. Another great player.
5: They know they've they've got enough talent oh to win goodness. the whole thing. Look, players understand situations like this. Sometimes fans hold a little animosity. Of the front office guys is going to be upset with the way he handled his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, time heals those wounds. I think uh, Tatis, he's not going to be – I don't think he's going to be a shortstop anymore. He's no. going to be an outfielder. he got to be. Uh, but, hey, on paper, the Padres look pretty good, man. They we'll do. see if they can put it together. And don't forget – Uh, They handled the Dodgers pretty easily in the playoffs. They sure did. They knocked them out. They made them look old. And I thought the Dodgers were going to do a lot more in the offseason than they did. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the Padres to – and the power struggle at the top of this division to take over this year.
4: And, again, the Padres knock out the Dodgers in the postseason. They do it without Tatis. Yeah. So, now you get him back. And, again, you just – if everything's water under the bridge – Everybody in the locker room's good, right? If he's still Fernando Tatis Jr., that's a huge, huge addition no to that lineup. And, and Manny Machado is going to be one of the short favorites to win MVP. Big bat, uh, just a guy who's,
5: uh, I think, a, you know, a, a trigger for that offense. If you if you can put in uh, Tatis, that's going to be a big deal for the Padres. Plus, they don't under, over the course of 160 games. Mm-hmm. The manager makes a difference, and the Padres have one of the best managers in baseball, and the Dodgers do not.
4: Oh, I like Dave, Dave Roberts. Roberts.
5: No, I think Dave Roberts is a great a clubhouse guy. He's a great guy in yeah. general. I like Dave Roberts, but I don't think he's tactically as sharp
4: as you need. Tatis Jr., Especially by the way. Especially when he's handling pitchers. 9-1 <laughs> to one to win MVP right there with nah, Luke. Betts. Gonna, Juan not Soto, not 5-0. Machado at 15-1? to That I'm feels
5: like a decent Juan number. Soto, Tatis, Machado. Come on. That team should win the National League West, Dave. The, and the pitching is there. The pitching's deep.
4: I mean, Xander Bogarts, too. I mean, they are loaded, San Diego is, this year. So I'm with you. Grab that plus money for the Padres right now while you still have it, because that might be gone after the first month of April. Mm-hmm. All right. Matt, uh, it was a lot of fun.
5: Super Dave, always great to do shows with you. That's
4: it. Two hours just flew by. Stephanie, great job behind the glass. And again, the big news of the day, the breaking news that we told you at the top, Aaron Rodgers, only two days not a four day darkness retreat. We don't know what that means, America. Is it going back to Green Bay? We'll find out. Don't go anywhere. We got you covered all afternoon, and evening long here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.